Welcome back to another episode of What's the Word? What's the word? Yeah, there you go. I was like, you're going to say it, right? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Yeah. And it's, and for you and I, like it might be a little secret for the the listener, but we haven't recorded in just a little bit. And so, I, mean, I was going to say that. I was like, full transparency. Full transparency. It's been a minute. But joy to be back. Oh, I'm so joy excited. To be going. Yep. Uh, and it's really fun, guys, because we're only a few weeks past, or not even a week, a week past releasing the episode of the Trinity as right. we started this out. Right. And Dallas and I were like, like, it's it's kind of a full week. It's it, January. It's the it's start January. of the year. I'm sure so many people are in the same boat as us right now. Yep. And uh, so we were texting just in general about planning the rest of the season. Thankfully, we had these episodes that we're recording today and next time. Locked and loaded. Ready Locked to go. Locked and loaded. Ready to go. Conversation had. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we got to listen to last week's. It was kind of like, that was awesome. That was so fun. Yeah. Like, I just had so much fun. And, you know, and, and we were talking about this uh, before we started. Yeah. Is that if you are engaged in an activity that you are not having fun in, and that includes your vocation, um, you may want to think about that. Absolutely. And this is so much fun. Like, I look forward to it every week. Like, I, I can't too. I can't wait. I'm blowing up Pastor Lee's phone going, hey, dude, <laughs> what are we going to talk about? How are we going to do this? And I need the outline. And and I, because it's so the, fun. the planner. I am the planner. I, I'm a planner too, just in a, we plan in very different ways. We do. So you're very like, on the paper. I have color coded. Yes, the color coded. I have color coded. Like all of the color codedness mm-hmm. that I wish people could see the color codedness that I have seen this season or this season, this this, this season. whole journey right. of what's the word. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the Trinity, like the first episode, we were just talking about folks like what a topic to hurt your brain. Exactly. We talked about that a lot on that episode. But it was fun. And, it was and, fun. And it was good to keep it simple and talk about Deuteronomy 6 and Matthew 28 and, and yep. the oneness of God, the threeness of God. Mm-hmm. Keep it at that surface level conversation while having a whole lot of fun talking about it. And, and trying to explain the greatest mystery of the Christian faith exactly. in 45 minutes, you know. Yeah. To be optimistic, 45, to be optimistic. <laughs> to be optimistic, yeah. yeah. But also like, yeah, trying yeah. to do that. Try like, to do it. But what fun we had. Oh, I did. And I think it's good for us to remember that today as we as we start to think about the topic we're going to tackle today that folks can kind of see in the title. That I mean, because last time we talked about the Father, mm-hmm. right? And I think in a lot of ways, talking about the Father, talking about Jesus, everybody's like, oh, we're good. The Holy Spirit's kind of where it gets weird. It, it, <laughs> yep. I mean, I mean, honestly, because I think it's one of those ones that we don't talk about enough. And, and we'll get into that as we get going. Um, but as we like to do, as we like to start, Let's turn to the words from Psalm 19, verse 14, and hear what they have to say for us to encourage us, Dallas, oh, as definitely. we try and tackle no, this another is, fun conversation. This is definitely something that is going to be super reassuring for me as, as, as we get into today's topic. So, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Oh. Yes. And I can physically, you know, feel. So, uh, we're at the start of the new year. Guess what I started? Yoga. Okay. <laughs> Guess how out of shape I am. Oh my word. Oh, yoga hurts. So, uh, real bad. I'm so unflexible. <laughs> and uh, but just saying these words sure relaxes my shoulders. Good. And because we're we're getting into some these are some weighty topics that we've talked about. These are some very just brain hurting, mm-hmm. faith stretching um, topics and that need to be discussed. And I think we're doing. I mean, a, a really fun. Job yes. of making it exciting and entertaining. And I think the other great thing I appreciate about what we've talked about, I mean, what we talked about from the very first episode of this podcast is just trying to make it accessible. Accessible. So that was really, really the word I was looking for, not yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we have fun. But we do so have fun. We do have fun. And I saw, I'm entertained. <laughs> like listening back, I was entertained. And it's so funny though, because we do friends, we walk in with such anxiety uh, about how are we going to do with this? Is this going to be okay? Are we going to completely throw someone off the faith wagon are we right. completely turn somebody away with the stuff that we're talking about and then we listen back and we're like god's got this we don't have to worry about 100%. it it's his word that we're we're trusting in that we're looking at and we're doing this by and through the power of the holy spirit oh what a transition that might be the best unplanned transition Thank we've you. ever had on the podcast not Thank that we have a lot of those planned out we do not have any of our transitions planned out <laughs> but so the holy trinity We've, we talked about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ultimately, when we use that word, it's just who God is. Right, which and is a little awkward for our podcast because the word Trinity 
is not in the Bible. The yes. word Trinity. Yes, yeah, exactly. The concept, the people of Absolutely. the Trinity are there, but the word Trinity is not in the Bible. Good. And, and I thought we did a great job breaking that down. Again, we both kind of put up, you've heard how much we love the bigger picture of scripture. Yeah. Episode four, episode right? Four. It's memorable. And now we're going to mark down episode 13. Yes. Oh, what? It's got the number three oh. in it and the number one in it. Another unplanned thing. Okay. But that's going to be another favorite that we kind of go Spirit, back to. Activate. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so the Holy Spirit. So to get us started, I actually want to tell a story. And it's something that any of our confirmation, confirmation is kind of a fancy word that we mm-hmm. might have mentioned on the we podcast have. before. But basically, confirmation is a, is a process of someone learning the faith for the first time. Uh, and so they're, gonna, they're preparing to stand before the, the church, the congregation, to confirm, confirm. their faith. Mm-hmm. So to, and it's mostly done by students here at, at Trinity Klein Lutheran Church and School. But like everywhere, like even in different faith backgrounds, they use the word confirmation. They do. And so it's all about just saying, this is what I believe and this is why I believe it. I think the kids take ownership of yes. their faith so that like my kids were raised in the church. They they were brought, I mean, from days old, they were they were sitting in the front, front pew. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they went through confirmation, the faith that they had been exposed to for the- And raised the, in. And raised yeah. in yeah. for the first 12, 13 years of their life wasn't only my faith. Yep. It was they. It was their faith. Yep. And that's that's one of the beautiful things about confirmation. 100%. And that's the goal. We tell them that. The goal is for you to own your faith. The goal is for you to know what you believe and why you believe it, right? So so in confirmation, the way we do it, uh, we do a, a confirmation journal. And unit three is about who is God, right? Mm. So we're talking all about the Trinity, all about the Father, all about the Son, all about the Holy Spirit. And we do this fun thing. We've mentioned it before. Uh, called Confirmation Church, where we come together, gather together for a church service that is fully based around, actually, it's probably in, uh, when we talked about Jesus being truly God, okay. I probably told yep. a similar story, because yep. I love that mm-hmm. um, that church service that we have every year in October. It's a, it's all based on a year. But here at Trinity, we're, Trinity has been around for 150 years. I think that's important for people to know yes. uh, that aren't familiar with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even like I've talked to family that they get really nervous about big churches. Big and churches. Like, oh no, like we're a pretty big church. In the sense that we have a big campus. We have, a, we we have a, a large campus. We yes. have a large number of people that join us we on, do. on Sunday mornings. Um, but speaking of the large campus, again, if you've been around for 150 years, friends, you've probably had a number of buildings. So I like to tell people because we are, and it's funny, I'll introduce this this way too. When I was in seminary, uh, when I was graduating, actually, when I got the call to Trinity, right, that said, Lee, you're, you student graduate, you're going to be a so, assistant pastor at Trinity Klein Lutheran Church and School. Mm-hmm. Someone, one of my classmates had a wife who used to work here, uh, who's now back since, um, but, but, the, but he had grown up here. Trinity actually supported him in becoming a pastor. And I remember talking to the wife as I was working down at the field house, which was where the the gym floor was. Right. And I said, well, tell me about Trinity. Like I looked on the the website and like, it looks like it's a pretty big campus. And, she, and at that time, she's like, yeah, well, they have two gymnasiums. And well, one of them, well, one of them's a little bit bigger than this one. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, cause at seminary? That was, a, that was a, the, 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 the field house at the seminary was a former uh, Air Force hangar. Okay, so she's talking about our family life center. Right. Gym. But this is what I tell people at Confirmation Church. I was like, look, since then, my very first year here, we built our middle school. Mm-hmm. So we now have a middle school gym. We have three gyms. We do. See where I'm going? Yeah. Yeah. I think you should call the three gyms instead of, now we call it the elementary school gym, sometimes referred to as the old gym. The we old gym. The, the family life center gym, mm-hmm. the FLC gym, and the middle school gym. I think because we're Trinity. Don't do it. The oldest gym, the original, should be called the Father Gym. Okay. Right? That's there. Oh, this is so then bad. the big deal gym where everything happens, everybody knows about the Family Life Center gym that is more impressive than my own college gym should be the spotlight of our faith. It should be the Jesus gym. It should. And then you have the middle school gym, which is kind of hard to describe how to get to it. And yet it's the most active gym that we have on campus and yep. the most multifunctional. I was like, that's the Holy Spirit. That uh, was surprisingly well laid out and articulated. <laughs> can you tell Although, I've been telling this? You, yes, but I, you, the Jesus gym, all I can see are those velvet posters of, of Jesus like dunking a, a basketball. Oh, funny. Those, those terrible, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, oh, yeah. forgive me, I'm so sorry. Uh, 
But when we get to it, right? So for those that aren't familiar with our middle school gym, our middle school gym is kind of the cafe gymatorium. That's kind of yep. people told me not to call it that, but, but it that's is what it is. The school cafeteria. Yes, it works great for an auditorium because mm-hmm. we have a stage and yep. some presentations and whatever. I've it's spoken also there. A gymnasium. Yep. So like you can play basketball in it. It is highly functional. It is Mm -hmm. working all of the time. But friends, for whatever reason in the design, which I wasn't there, and I'm not knocking it because I love I love the space. It's one of my favorites. But it is really hard to describe to people how to get there and where it is. Mm -hmm. And so people that don't go to school here aren't regularly in there, like, uh, where's the middle school gym? Well, I go to church here every week. And the first time that I had to go to the middle school gym, I had to ask somebody and they were just looked at me, Are you new here? Right. No, I've been here twenty five years. But I don't know where the gym is because I don't have kids over there anymore. And so great transition, right? Super good transition. Do you get uh the Holy the Holy Spirit? Spirit? Uh how do I describe um, well, it does a lot. Well, but did you just say it? Oh, good. Oh, he, yes, he does a lot. That is a good, huge good, good, good. pet peeve of mine. Oh, good. Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, and it's so funny because there was one time where I was I was praying, and I don't remember what the context was. It could have been Bible study, and I prayed to the Holy Spirit, or or, or prayed about the Holy Spirit, and used the word he. And somebody came up to me afterward and was like, "I've never heard it said that way." Yeah, it was so interesting. But you're right. Good yeah. catch. Like doctrinally speaking, yeah, we would speak as the third person of the Trinity. Which is he. As a he. Yeah. As a he. Yeah, yeah. And, and that is something that is, it's very difficult to like wrap your, this is one of those mind stretching, brain yes. hurting topics. Yeah. So I think that the first thing that we should probably um, talk about, we like to, to break down and defancify words. Sure. So yes. the, the, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about the person and work of the Holy Spirit is sancti- to sanctify. Ooh, okay, what a big so word. So sanctification, sanctification, sanctify. And you can hear that word, that, that sanctify word. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what we talked about with the word holy. Right. Yeah. Right. And that is something that is there's there's lots of memes that you can that you can find on the internet is readily available. But one of my favorites is, you know, the, for the Holy Spirit to put his arm around my shoulders and his hand over my mouth. Be, I mean, you know, he acts as a filter. So he his yeah. job is to make us holy. And and I would say the most unholy part of me is my mouth. I mean, it just <laughs> it, things just fall out. And but that that word sanctify is, is we we go back to that a lot when we when we look at the the verses that we've got and we've got a boatload of them for you today, folks. But yeah, the, uncharacteristically I know, so. Right? But we'll get there. Yeah. But the. The, the sanctifying, the sanctification, the making holy, making holy. to that's be set apart, just Good. to be set apart. That's what's going to be super clear through the passages of scripture that we're going to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think before we've completely lost someone, because I think it was a good conversation. Why do we call the Holy Spirit he, or why would we refer to the Holy Spirit as he? Well, and in a lot of ways, it's simply because that's what Scripture talks that's about. That's what Scripture says. Right. And when you look at some of the verses, we'll look at right. the words that are used for like titles like the comforter. Mm-hmm. They're, they're masculine nouns, right? And right. so we're just it, and following they are what nouns. Scripture it's says. not just an, an it. Like, Correct. And this that's, is a oh, person. Because this like, is a person. Yeah. And and we talked about that when we when we did our like broad overview of what the Trinity, you know, the yes. three and one and one and three, that there are three distinct persons Good. to the Trinity, not two persons and an it, yes. not two persons and a thing. Yes. These are proper uh, and that's divine, gonna be so divine helpful names. When we get into the, like the, some of the images associated with the spirit, because we'll I love that. being able to talk about it. Oh, you the want image. to go right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. So we think about it like in uh, art mm-hmm. or even in just conversation, there are just certain images uh, or uh, like visuals associated with the Holy Spirit. Right. And the three that I would, I would point out are like wind is yes. often associated with the Holy Spirit. Yes. And we'll get to why on each of these. Water is very often associated with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the image of a dove. So the personification so that we can see. So we've talked about through the last 14, 15 episodes that we've been last several months that we are very visual. We are very tangible that God knows this about us. God, the father yes. knows this about us. And so he sends us these very tangible uh, uh, images, symbols, 
objects that we can. I like objects. Objects. Yeah, it's kind of like that, when you think about kids' messages, like object lessons. An object like lesson. Something, it's something we can touch. Yeah, and and it's not because that's it. That is what it is. We're no. not. We are not no, saying no. the Holy Spirit is the wind. That is not no. what we are saying. No. Right. We are just saying that there's this object lesson to help try and understand something that's not understandable. Yes, and and we use something to grasp a hold of that will help us that to we get are closer. familiar with. Yeah, like similar to what we, I mean, uh, talked about with like the Trinity and all the different ways that we could think mm-hmm. about the Trinity. It's still not going to get us to the actual Trinity. No, but it helps. Yes, exactly. It helps. So, for instance, wind, like John chapter three, verse eight. John t- chapter three, Nick at night. Nick and I just taught about that. Did you really? I did my Sunday school class. We just did Nick at night. That is awesome. A couple weeks ago. Well, now. so you have this conversation happening with Nicodemus. Yes, at night, at night. and that's why we reference to it for, for if this is your first episode. You're like, what? You know, what? Talk about these people are crazy. Yeah. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And so he's talking up to Jesus about just belief in general. Uh, how is this possible? What have you come to do? And uh, in John three eight. Nicodemus, or sorry, Jesus says as he's answering, I always love context. I can't just do one verse, I know, you Dallas. can't. I know. Go ahead. I'm not, I don't have the self-control. No, go ahead. All right, starting in verse 4, Nicodemus asks, how can anyone be born when he's old? Because Jesus used this wording of being born again. You mm-hmm. must be born again. Uh, and Nicodemus asks, can he enter his mother's womb a second time and be born? Jesus answered, truly, I tell you, unless someone is born of water and of the Spirit, there we have water too. I didn't quote that one for water. That's a good, good one. Uh, uh, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit, and that is the capital S. And it is a capital is S, spirit, yes. Is Spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you that you must be born again. And this is where we get this association. The wind blows where it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit, right? So the wind moves freely. Mm-hmm. And goes wherever it wants to. And nothing stops the wind. Nope. The same is true of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to move and and nothing's going to be able to stand in its way. It's going to go where it wants to. It's going to touch everyone. Yes. So imagine that, so we have Nicodemus, a little more background, is that he's a teacher of the law. He was He was a highly respected individual in the community and he goes to Jesus at night. And so he wants to have this conversation and imagine asking somebody that, you want some more information on and about and and what they're doing. You're not just going to rapid fire questions. Good. So this is at night. This is it's a, a, it's a I genuine would, conversation. It's a genuine yeah. conversation with ebbs and flows and yeah. pauses. And Jesus was so good at taking things that we as humans uh, can understand and mm-hmm. and are familiar with. And I would imagine just creative license, if you will, that there was a pause in this conversation and the nighttime breeze would blow. Uh, and that would be something that Jesus would use. I haven't, I haven't seen the chosen episode of Nicodemus in forever. I wonder if they did that. Oh, that I don't so remember funny. that. I don't I don't remember, but well, it, it, we can look at Well, when homework. the chosen listens to this episode, they can go back and just add it right. in. Add of, it in. Yeah. Uh, but, like the, yeah, exactly. But the win is that you don't know where it comes from. You don't, you, you don't see where it's going. Um, and it touches... Every there's nothing in its path that is not going to be affected in yeah, some way. Exactly, and I, and I think I always want to have a qualifier conversation because I've seen sometimes it feels like people just throw stuff out there to be popular or to say something new. Mm-hmm. And, and for the most part, friends, like I don't know that I ever ever say anything new. Kind of go with the Ecclesiastes, nothing new, under nothing the sun new under type the sun. thing. But like sometimes, what people will do with this talking about wind or breath, right? Mm-hmm. Think of think of the Holy Spirit, and they think of breath. They'll take an Old Testament word for all of these words. Like, that's the great thing about Hebrew is like one word means a million things. Great I like too. it. And so uh, the Hebrew word is ruach. Right. Um, but it doesn't mean every time the word ruach is used that we're talking about the Holy Spirit. No. Right. And so some people have done that with wind or breath, like the breath of life and, and things like that, which is all, again, helpful. Mm-hmm. Very, very helpful that breath, we can't, Breath in our lungs, right, brings us life. Another great object lesson. I'm not saying the breath of my lungs is the Holy Spirit. I'm saying, like, that's another great illustration because of some of the other things we'll talk about with the Holy Spirit, too. Right. But in the similar line of wind, they can wind. go wherever it wants to, mm-hmm. water, 
right? Water. Water too. And we saw it here. We also can pick up a little bit later in John. I really love John today. I am so excited that you have spent so much time in a book I that you know. told me was not your favorite gospel. I know. Gospel. And it's funny. Uh, oh, I actually had so start of the quarter explaining the gospels, similar to what I did on one of the early episodes. And uh, I was, I, I've now gotten to the point that says, I used to. Thank you. Not like John. Yeah. yeah. It's not like I have a love-hate relationship with John anymore. I actually really appreciate John. Uh, so John uh, was a literary genius. I don't know what you're talking about. He was a philosophical Ravenclaw. He was very Ravenclaw. Yeah, mm-hmm. heady, heady dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but the man knew Jesus well. Yeah, and, he did. and did a great job of communicating everything yeah. that he did. One of the things that he did is in John chapter seven, uh, on in verse thirty-seven. This is what we hear on the last and most important day of the festival. Jesus stood up and cried out, "If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink." The one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have streams of living water flow from deep within him. He said this about the Spirit. Those who believed in Jesus were going to receive the Spirit, for the Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. Okay, so again, what a great illustration. What a great object lesson uh, that the Holy Spirit's movement in your life uh, is like, right, uh, having streams of living water flow deep from within him, right? Mm-hmm. I obviously, you could x-ray me and look in and see that I don't really have streams of water flowing through me and all of this stuff. But you um, do have a lot of water in you. Yes, I do. I mean, mm-hmm. was it 75%? Oh, a lot. Something like yeah. that. But like, but the Holy Spirit works in us like that. In the same way that water rejuvenates my body. It's really mm-hmm. good to drink water, friends. Do it. Yes, I have coffee. I also have water. Water. Dallas has water. I have water. Uh, the same thing is true of the Spirit for us as well. It, it rejuvenates us. It gives us life. Uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating. And then finally, that third one. So we have wind. We have water. They get us close there. The dove image. And I, and I bring that up, Dallas, just because I think a lot of times that is the picture. When you Google the Holy Spirit, like that's most likely what you're going to see. That is with uh, like Renaissance Jesus, all the paintings. Yes. And you see Renaissance Jesus with his blonde flowing hair. And you see the dove coming down like when he's baptized in the uh, in the river jordan and you're going to you're about to get one of my favorite uh aha moments <laughs> as we look at Matthew chapter 3 to see what happened this is the baptism of Jesus mm-hmm. one of the few moments where you see the three persons of the trinity together okay in, in, in one scripture, spot yes right not called the trinity mm-hmm. but you see all three of them this is what we're told then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the jordan to be baptized by him But John tried to stop him saying, I need to be baptized by you and yet you come to me. Jesus answered him, allow it for now because this is the way for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John allowed him to be baptized. Okay, so we've got second person in the Trinity. We've got Jesus standing there in the flesh. Again, go back to to Fully God, Fully Man episode to really unpack what that means. Right. Verse 16, when Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water. The heavens suddenly opened for him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove uh, coming down on him. Verse 17, and a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. So that voice is there, the voice of the Father. And then you have the Spirit described descending. Like a dove. Like. Like. A that dove. is a simile. Like. Right. I always that put these is out. Not... There's some really important similes in the Bible. Yes. Things, and that is one of the more important ones. That's imagery and similes and not that that's one of them and break that down for the, the non-english majors right a, a simile is a comparison right. using like or as right exactly. that's the definition so similar to what we said about object lessons right right it's not saying the holy spirit was, was a, a dove, dove or appeared as well you would say as, as a dove mm-hmm. but it, we're not saying the holy spirit was physically in the body of a dove no we're saying and i, I love this right because another image actually that's always associated with the holy spirit is Fire, Fire, right? right. For the reason of Pentecost, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, A a very specific Pentecost or the Pentecost after Jesus uh, died and rose again and And ascended. ascended. uh, That celebration of the Pentecost, you have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit where there's tongues tongues of of fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have this image associated with two. I like to think Dallas, and again, this is me. This is not, I can't say this concretely, but I like to say whatever was visibly seen on that day Mm And maybe it was fire, right? I feel like they would have put fire if it was fire. I feel like that would have been. But the way that it moved, mm-hmm. the way that he moved. Thank you. There you go. Mm-hmm. Not to grind the gears. Mm-mm. Was the only way to describe it 
was, was like, a, like dove, a dove, right? So, so there's this gracefulness, this mm-hmm. movement. And again, so you can see and, wind, and water, a, a dove. Peace. And a peace. A peace. Because yeah. we see, you know, the dove goes back to Old Testament. We've got Noah and the flood. So we've got the, the dove imagery is, is one of peace. And that is something that the Holy Spirit is incredibly good at. Exactly. Is providing peace exactly. for us. So one of the most important similes uh, in, in, in the, the Bible. I think we've actually covered what I consider another important one, which was Jesus in the garden, right? We talked about the sweating. Oh, we did. And yeah. yeah, you and I agree to disagree on yeah, that one. Exactly. Yeah. And then I would say the third most important simile is the one that's not there, but we'll get there when we talk about communion. So, uh, yes. all right. So we've got the Holy Spirit. We've got some images associated with them. And friends, again, it was very uncharacteristic of us, Dallas, to, to have so many Bible verses but we felt like, okay, we're introducing the Holy Spirit, who is a, com- a conversation that not, most people don't have. No, because we, he's very mysterious. Yes. He's very mysterious. We can visibly or concretely, I guess, see God the Father at work in, in all of the Old Testament. I mean, we can see Jesus the Son actively at work in the New Testament without having to look too hard or hurt your brain too much. You see him. You see yeah. him walk on water. You see him die on the cross. You understand. You understand yeah. that. And I mean, even if you don't get the whole true God and true man thing, you see the person. You see Jesus, you, see you the, get him. Yes. And you can somewhat, somewhat, again, the hardest part to wrap around, what you just said, that God took on flesh. Like, he that's did. That's really hard to wrap our brains around. But the father, right? We get dads. We get dads. We, we understand get the father, that. the the parent-child relationship. We get that. That's what we see. We see a lot of that in the Old Testament. Yeah. And then we see the person of Jesus through that through the New Testament. What is a lot harder to 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 grab onto is this third member of the Trinity. This caused great strife in the early church. Sure, I mean, this was something absolutely. that was so hard to understand that the church actually split over it. And and so these are this is this is not something that we're going to be able to fully unpack in the time that we're together, but we wanted to be able to 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 show you that the person of the Holy Spirit, he is in scripture. Absolutely. And and to go back to something you just said just in case somebody got distracted by it. Church split. Um, we talked about that. We did talk about this. 325, mm-hmm. Council of Nicaea. Yep. Big, big conversation to be able to have. Yeah. Right? And there was there was big conversations and disagreements about the Holy Spirit and where he came from. Right. And so it's just, just a little context for people if you want to look into stuff like that. Um, but I think what's so interesting though is Dallas, I think it's kind of the fun we can have with this conversation too though is somewhat reclaiming that we get this more than we think we get this. Okay. Because I think like even in just society today, culture today, I can see people at a concert or uh, in a movement and getting the spirit of something. Like we use that word or someone that's passionate. Man, they got a lot of spirit. Right. And again, it's not to say that's the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. No, but I'm saying I think we get this more than we think. Mm -hmm. Right. And to hold together, one of the profound truths of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit gathers God's people together brings us together. Yes. Right? Not one of us is going to say, Lord, Lord, without the Spirit working, without faith. Without faith. Which will be a conversation that we'll have mm-hmm. too. And so the only reason why we have this thing called church, a gathering of God's people, is because the Holy Spirit's at work in all of us, calling us by the gospel and bringing us together. Which we'll kind of get into then. Uh, <laughs> like we skipped number one, which was, Oops. so who is the Holy Spirit? I'm the third member of the Trinity. I know. What a technical nerdy answer for us to give. But but another place in John, which kind of helps us there, is Jesus, right? The word that Jesus gives to us for the Holy Spirit is the comforter. Oh, that is so good. This is one of my favorite passages. Awesome. In in John, just John chapter 14 in general, the the first few verses. What do you have? What do you have done? You have 16. 16 to 17. So the first, the first like four verses of chapter 14 in John, uh, side note, because you know, we never go off on rabbit trails. Uh, if you are trying to explain like the the passing of a loved one to a small child, this is the passage that I go to because it is, it's very comforting to know that God our Father and, and Jesus are preparing a place for us so that we can go and be with them. And that I've, I've used that several times with my own children and, and help with others that this is, this is super comforting, which is why Jesus refers as to him comforter. as the comforter. Right. Right, absolutely. So as we as we are here in one of your favorite places, how about you read for us then verses 15 through 
why not? 26. I love me some scripture. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, my glasses just broke, so we're going to Oh, gonna unless you this. want me to. I was no, like, you can... you love it. So I, I was... do love it. I okay. do love it, but my glasses are wonky. <laughs> so starting in verse 15. Yes. If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you, <clears throat> but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day— you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show him, show myself to him. You keep going. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you're going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my word. My Father will love him, and he will and we will come to him and make our home with him. The one who doesn't love me will not keep my words. The word that you hear is not mine, but it's from the Father who sent me. I have spoken these things to you while I remain with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have told to you. Right? So there's other association that we got to talk about of, of being associated with what God says. Is association, and, and in a lot of ways, to get to not be so fancy, but his association with the father and with the son, right? They worked, God works together. Right. Okay. And so you have this Holy Spirit tied to the word mm-hmm. that, that you hear it over and over here, that, that Jesus is going to send this comforter, other translations say the advocate. The counselor. The counselor to, to be with his church, to be with his mm-hmm. people. And what is the Holy Spirit constantly going to do? It's going to, it's going to drive us to what God says and how he would have us live. That's exactly it. Yeah. That is exactly it. And so, and we see this was this eventually happened at the very first Pentecost, right? Um, and so, I don't know. Why I have Acts one eight, but I have in Acts chapter two. Acts one eight is, is uh, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Uh, that's I know that one for sure. Right. So I just typoed. That's okay. Mistake. It's okay. I make them. No. I'm a human being. <laughs> it's okay to admit them. So you have, we see this play out when the spirit is poured out on God's people and the church explodes. I mean, that's the book of Acts. Uh, friends, if you've never heard it before, like some people refer to the, the book of Acts as the Acts of the Apostles. Mm-hmm. I like to refer to it as the Acts of the Holy Spirit because um, that's what you see is the Holy Spirit is poured out and the church grows exponentially. Right. The whole book is, yeah. is, is about the Holy Spirit. The whole book of Acts. And I'm like positive we talked about this before when we talked about in Acts chapter one, but like keep in mind when Jesus ascends mm-hmm. and it's time for them to pick uh, Matthias is who is eventually chosen because he has To replace names. Judas. Yeah. There's only about 120 people there. It yeah. is not a big crowd. I think, I really do think, especially maybe if you're at a church like Trinity, that's a little bit bigger. We just imagine if if Jesus, or, I mean, he's he's leading he must have like the biggest church on earth. And Jesus chooses 12 and trusts them. And then there's this expanded group of 70 and all this other stuff. But really and truly, by the time he ascends to the Father, again, you got about 120 that were there from the beginning and stayed till the end. And there were no, um, there were no churches, like, like yes. physical churches, no sanctuaries, no cathedrals, no, no campuses like what we what we have been yeah. blessed with these were home churches yeah. these were people and and especially in the uh, in the in the the roman world when you got nero uh, yes. the emperor nero that was going out and actively killing christians yeah. that i mean they met in secret so you couldn't have 1500 people in worship on a sunday but they still did it they yeah. met in secret. They still did it. And the Holy Spirit blessed those efforts. Right. Which is why we, we constantly, as Christians, will remind one another that the church is not a building. No, it's, it's not, not. It's not a physical campus. It is the people and the people gathering together. Because an empty church building is not the church. Right? It's an empty building. Yeah. The church is the place where the Holy Spirit dwells, which kind of transitions into what we, uh, I say we saw this last week, Dallas. I'm thinking about the Bible study that I just taught. Right, where Paul talks about how our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Yes, they are. Right, Paul who's operating in this 
kind of era of the, well, we're all operating in the era of the Holy Spirit, but specifically the start of the church moving through. He's really seeing the Spirit move because the Spirit allows. The Spirit got to him. To do a whole lot of things, Mm -hmm. right? To heal, to preach, to give him words when he didn't have words, which kind of goes back to where we start every episode, right? And that that's one of our verses. I know we're skipping around on your outline and you did such a good job on your outline, but yes. this is one of the things that I really, that jumped, I, I highlighted it good. because I, I like different colors. I color code things, but you let's, let's go over to Romans real quick. We're Sweet. in Acts. Let's, let's, let's pop over, pop over to Romans. And, uh, and, and this is um, another one of my, of my favorite Favorite, I have a lot of favorite verses. I, I really yeah. like I the Bible. I, the I yeah. really, I really like the Bible. But uh, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Fancy. That word. is okay. So uh, speaks on our behalf. Yeah. And in this particular passage in uh, in Romans is where the Holy Spirit, in the same way, this is Romans eight twenty six. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where you simply did not have words? Absolutely. And you didn't even know somebody, I mean, I, I people have asked me to pray for them and it's been a situation that I couldn't even articulate what the situation was. How in the world am I gonna pray for you? It, it would be an honor and a privilege, but I'm gonna mess that all the way up. Yeah. And this passage reminds me like our psalm passage that we start every that we start every episode with is that the the holy spirit is right there translating for us when our emotions and our confusion just is not allowing anything intelligible to come out that's where the holy spirit is and he is he's taking all of those requests and all of those groans to the father and that's so true for for teaching that's so mm-hmm. true for preaching yeah like it's so funny like i'll, I'll get done with Our the podcast. sermon podcast <laughs> I'll, I'll think that like oh that was miserable that was terrible and someone will come up to me and they'll they'll be in tears or they'll just be so grateful for what i said or they'll tell me afterward like hey you were kind of looking in my direction and i thought you were talking exactly to me and i was like god is good yeah. <laughs> i was like i have no idea what you're talking about i am but not God's calling working, you out apparently. but yeah yeah so, so, so yeah, good. So, so, and this is why I love that comparison to the middle school gym, right? Highly functional, mm-hmm. used all the time, so many different purposes, but that's one of them, right? So we've talked about interceding for us. Yep. We've talked about this, the going with us, leading us, embodied within us mm-hmm. type thing. Uh, I like to say the, the Holy Spirit is a, a fruit uh, bearer, yes. right? Just because you have the, the, pa- the classic... See what I did there? You did. Passage, My class. Classic. Uh, in Galatians chapter 5 about the fruit of the Spirit. Right. And essentially, friends, what it's talking about here is Paul is kind of talking to the Galatian church, trying to understand what this new life in the Spirit is like, and says, look, friends, there's fruit uh, that comes from the Spirit. There's stuff that's naturally going to come out of your life uh, if you're walking in the Spirit and with the Spirit. The Spirit's going to grow in your life. And then there's fruit of the flesh. Right? There's stuff that you're going to do if you're not of the Spirit, if you're just of the world. And, and the stuff of the world is kind of like the, the, the list you never wanted to read as a kid. Right. Right? Because there's anger, there's divisiveness, there's sexual immorality, there's all sorts of stuff that it's list. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, peace patience, kindness, kindness, goodness, goodness gentleness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So We're so, still working on that for me. <laughs> and I, I love being able to be in—I uh, did camps, and I, kids' ministry has a great song for it, so it makes it really easy to remember— but notice it's not, again, it's another metaphor, another, well, kind of simile. It's comparison. So it's not literal fruit, but things it's like- an English lesson today, folks. Love, joy, mm-hmm. peace, patience, all these things are stuff that God will always be happy to produce in your life. Right. And it's going to be done by the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's what Paul's kind of trying to say when he's talking to the Galatians about this faith. Mm-hmm. That is faith that is given by the word of God. Uh, and the word of God, get this, is always attached to the Holy Spirit who gives that faith. Exactly. Right? Yep. So, so you have the fruit bearer. You also have, I say he's a gift giver. Yeah, he's the, he's the ultimate gift giver. Yeah, gift giver in the sense that there are spiritual gifts mm-hmm. that we can talk about, uh, which kind of gets like uh, people down the wrong rabbit trail sometimes when you talk about spiritual gifts. But mm-hmm. we're just talking about the basic stuff. The basic uh, so here you have uh, Paul, again, talking to Corinthian church, uh, starting in verse 4. Now there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. 
There are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God produces each gift in each person. Uh, A manifestation of the Spirit, that's a fancy word, that's the Spirit inside of your body, is given to each person for the common good. To one is given a message of wisdom through the Spirit, there's a gift. To another, a message of knowledge by the same uh, Spirit. So, So we got wisdom, we've got knowledge. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Uh, to another, gifts of healing by the one spirit. To another, performance of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. That's languages. Uh, To another, interpretation of tongues. One and the same spirit is active in all these, distributing to each person as he wills. Yeah. So so, so the Holy Spirit gives gifts, gives us spiritual uh, opportunities to to serve and to grow and to be a part of the church. Right. And the church, like your spiritual gifts are not my spiritual gifts. Sure. And even though we are part of the same church, we are part. And, and so that I, I don't want people to think that, um, that all Christians are given the exact same. We're not cookie cutters like that. Yeah. That passage goes on and compare it compares because it's something that we can we can grasp yes. is the body. We're not all hands. We're not all fingers. We're good, not all elbows. Good. Yes. How useful would we be if we were all eyeballs? I mean, exactly. it just it wouldn't it wouldn't work. And and so the 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 same spirit, he gives us different opportunities to advance the kingdom. And and my gifts are going to look different than yours. Exactly, and that's okay. And it's that's beautiful. Good. The diversity is yes, needed. Because it's there's, beautiful. There's both diversity and unity. Right. Uh, in the same way that I need my kidneys. Yes, you yeah. do. I need my heart. Yes, do you do. Do what my heart does. I need my brain to do what my brain does. I need my lungs to do what my lungs do. Mm-hmm. Right. And I need them all working together. Exactly. And and that's really the importance of that one too. I think the other big one on the list, uh, which believe it or not, we're through the outline. We just bounced, we've, bounced we've just all bounced all over, over the, the place. place. But I love talking about how the Holy Spirit is a life giver, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes back to some of the passages we heard about like water mm-hmm. uh, and this life-giving spirit and things like that. But I want you to, I want us to go back to even the first like pilot episodes of the podcast. About okay. Faith comes by, by hearing, hearing yeah. and hearing the word of God. Mm-hmm. So again, when I think of the Holy Spirit, I think of uh, the word of God and how it works and how it creates faith. And all that stuff that we got to start uh, talking about when we started this podcast. And as you think about that, there's some pretty important things said about faith and what faith leads to throughout scripture. Okay. Ultimately, salvation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Salvation being a fancy word that means being saved. All right. And saved from what? Saved from death. Saved from eternally being separated from God. So salvation is a fancy word to say eternal life. I mean, so whenever you hear people say that word salvation, that's really what we're talking about is going all the way to eternal life. All right. So which one you got there? I've got Romans 10, 17. Sure. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the words of Christ. Good. Uh, I'm going to try and find 2 Thessalonians. I'm thinking back to some of the songs that I heard when I was uh, teaching that too. Second Thessalonians, uh, oh, I have 13 to 14, but I don't have the chapter down that I'm talking about. Well, that's okay. I've got Romans, I've got Romans 1, <clears throat> 16. Uh, Good. You got it? Chapter 2. Chapter 2. Go All ahead. Right. Second Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, verses 13 uh, and 14. But we ought to thank God always for you, brothers uh, and sisters, loved by the Lord, because from the beginning, God has chosen you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit. And through belief in the truth, he called you to this through our gospel so that you might obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, right? So all the stuff we've been talking about, hopefully there's a lot of dots connecting as people are listening to that. Ah, got it. All right, here we go. The work of the Spirit. The work of the Spirit. And and that is one of, the, one of my favorite um, things to say is talking about the consistency of God. Oh, yeah. And and so I our, our hope for today's episode is that all of those dots connect that they are starting to to paint a bigger picture yeah. and that that it's there not is one corner of the no, bible that we're looking at no, for why we believe about is, the holy spirit and its work it's all over it's the all place. over it i've got old testament down on my page i've got it's it, all over the new testament i mean it just the this work is not we're not picking and choosing these these verses even though you know if we only read 
one verse. That's not what we're that's not what we're saying that the consistency of God and the consistency of the Holy Spirit is evident across the pages of scripture. We've got all of the books of, of the Bible that are evident to his power and his workings. Absolutely. You mentioned Old Testament. And I was like, for whoever's been driving down the road screaming, why are you not talking about Genesis 1? We've referenced that on previous episodes. The Many times. hovering over the waters. Right. There's a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Baptism, which we'll certainly tap into soon Yes. Uh, and so there's an association with all of it that, again, God is so consistent that it's all going to come together and draw together. And the fascinating part about that, friends, is this is over centuries. Yes. Over millennia. Millennia. God has been doing yeah. these things and saying these things and, and getting these down. So you had a place. Did you give, did you give us Romans 1? I, I got you, you Romans 1, 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. For first the Jew, then for the Gentiles. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Good. So that word faith, so important, leads to salvation. Faith's only possible because of the work of the word of God that's delivered by the Holy Spirit. And then finally, Ephesians 1, uh, 13, Paul says, in him, this is in Jesus, you are also sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. When you heard the word Mm -hmm. of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed, the Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. What a powerful statement. That is a very powerful statement. A powerful statement. I mean, friends, like, I I think what I love about it is, to Dallas, like, looking back, not knowing we would have ended up here with where we started, not needing to unpack faith comes by hearing, not needing to unpack how powerful God's word is because that's where this this podcast has been building on top of all of these things right. to get there. That we can, if you've been listening to us for this whole time, we can take in the fullness of what was just said to us. In Jesus, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. When you heard the word of truth, the gospel, the good news mm-hmm. of your salvation, your gift of eternal life, when you believed, the Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption uh, of the possession to the praise of his glory, until Jesus comes back. And again, the down payment that you didn't earn for yourself, the down payment that was given to you because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I believe we might have some longtime listeners that can speak Christianese now. We might, and I, that would be really good. And if you can't, please go back and, and listen and to us. the first, well, tell us. <laughs> yeah, tell us. Tell We're us. No, we, we would like to know yeah. that. Tell us kindly. And... <laughs> Be charitable in your criticism. Uh, but go back and listen to the first four episodes. I would say those, those first four episodes are, are really foundational. Uh, we talk about the auditory culture. We talk about the consistency. And in episode four, we're going to say it over and over again, is the big picture of scripture. Yep. And that is super helpful and important. But I, I think that it, I would like to say that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we didn't really— um, go off the rails too far today. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think, and I really, I can't believe that I have not heard your your middle school gym. I know. Analogy. I can't believe that. That, that was Isn't genius. That was fun? genius. Yes. It helps get us there for yep. sure. Yep. This was another fun episode, Dallas. I really appreciate it. Again, I think our big takeaways, what would be our big takeaways for someone hearing about the Holy Spirit for the first time? He is a person. He is a person. He is a person. I like said that, yep. He is the he is the third person, and he is active in our in our world and our lives today. Most active, been active for two thousand years. Been active long longer before than that. that. Like active in a very visible moving in a way visible in moving Christian way. Church yes, two thousand years. Good. Yes, excellent. Because um, someone else caught that too. Uh, 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 wait, hmm. um, we just talked about Genesis. I I think the other huge takeaway is what we were just talking about that the Word of God, the good news mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, uh, delivered. Through the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's that's what it is. Faith comes by hearing. That's right. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. You being able to say, I believe and I trust in, in Jesus Christ is because the Holy Spirit is working. Oh, are you? maybe this is what I referenced before too. Maybe I didn't. This is a good bookend. Confirmation Church number three, my favorite, because there's so many moving pieces. I love the illustration of, and it's kind of morbid, but it's good. Uh, I love the illustration of asking for a volunteer and I get them to lay down on the ground. And oh I say, and I, if it's a boy, I always be like, this is Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy's dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I said, don't worry. Nobody's being harmed in, the, in this production. I said, now what does Billy need to be able to come back to life? A lot. We need to go get that AED, AED machine. Come right. in here. Listen to its instructions. Plug it on. Beep, zap. Back to life. Billy right. comes back to life. 
It's like, friends, this is us. Right. This is us before the word of God, spiritually speaking, right? Mm -hmm. The the wages of sin is death. That's right. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. That's a really big transition. That is a big transition. Really big contrast. And so I always, I have the AED machine there, right? Not from a place that is being utilized on Sunday mornings, just for that Sunday. And I have a sticker that I slap on it, not hard, so I don't turn it on. Uh, This says the Holy Spirit. And so it's like, listen, that's what happens. We're dead in our trespasses and sins. Right. Right. We can't, because I, I always be, I'm always like, can, can Billy call for help now? And they're like, no, he's, no dead. he's dead. Can he raise his hand? Can he call for 911? Can he do any can of this stuff? Can he zap himself? No, no, he can't. It takes the word of God coming in. Mm-hmm. Figure another good metaphor. What, a, what an episode of metaphors to come in and make us alive in Jesus. Right? right. And to have that promise and to be able to come to faith. That's the big news of the Holy Spirit ultimately. Right that this thing we call the good news is possible. Mm-hmm. Now, the fun part is next time, Dallas, we're going to dive a little bit deeper because, friends, we did a whole series on Jesus, okay? So so what's the word about Jesus all over the place? And so we figured, like, we can't not talk about the Holy Trinity and not do a and Jesus episode. And not do episode, a Jesus episode. But it's so soon to it. The next time we're really going to look at that word salvation. Yes. And really ask that question, like, how is the Holy Trinity, how does the Holy Trinity work together? Mm-hmm. Uh, and specifically looking at Jesus because he's kind of a big deal when it comes to um, salvation. He might be, yeah. Yeah. And we're going to ta- have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little another interesting one, a head-hurting one. And then we'll get to talk to you and more about what's coming next yeah, after that. After after that one, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to get into some really fun. Fun. Yeah, fun, the fun stuff. The fun topics yeah. uh, that, you know, fingers crossed, we're not going to get canceled for. Exactly. And, but we are gonna, we're going to do some, and, and we're open to... Suggestions, suggestions for sure. For if there's things that you, you know, what does the Bible say about this? What does the Bible say about this? Um, ask us, you know, find us on Sunday mornings, reach out to us through the the website, the church website and or Facebook, just or Facebook any, page. Yeah, however you're listening however, to this, there's yeah. gotta be some way to do it. Right, yeah, you can find us on the YouTube. You can you can send stuff. We have a Facebook page. Uh, what's the word? Podcast, right? I always like to include that word podcast. Um, and yeah, just communicate, comment on the episode there. Yeah. Uh, see things like that. But at the end of the day, too, we're just thankful that you're listening. You're joining the conversation. So I invite you to share this with somebody else mm-hmm. that you think might find it fun or interesting. Or maybe you're like, oh, we were just talking about the Holy Spirit the other day. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this. And so uh, we love that. Uh, by all means, just keep that going. And that mm-hmm. brings us joy. And uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. And have a great week. Yes. We're going to pray first. Yep. <laughs> and then, yeah, next time we'll... We'll, inter- we'll, we'll wrap up our time with the Trinity. Yes. Uh, and then we'll, we'll preview a little bit what's going to happen next. But until then, let's pray. Good and gracious God, we thank you so much for uh, the day that you've given to us. We thank you for your promises uh, that give us strength, uh, your promises that give us hope. Uh, Lord, we especially thank you for the gift of faith that you give to us through the work of the Holy Spirit. It was only possible, Lord, because of the work of Jesus Christ as he died and he rose again uh, to be able to make known the fullness of who you are. And so, Father, we thank you for sending uh, Jesus. Uh, We thank you for uh, every single gift uh, that you give to us. Lord, I just ask that you continue to be with us as we try and navigate these fun conversations. Be with our listeners, Lord. Give them strength in their faith that you've given to them as they have heard and been on the receiving end of your word and good news. And Lord, uh, just uh, keep us in your care and protect us as you live and move and have your being in us. All this we pray in your name, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.